We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? All right, guys, welcome back to Twitter Spaces Friday Night Show. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys. As always, Malcolm, how high you boys doing on this nice Friday night, starting off the weekend right? Man, I'm doing great. How are you, Tyler? Doing well, man. Doing well. Malcolm, how you doing, man? You know what? I, you know what? I haven't done this in a while. I think I think it's appropriate because I, I missed the last episode. Let me just no stop. Just no. It's not no. Finally, Mr. Hart has come back to Twitter Spaces. Great. Let's go. Great. Woo! Let's go, man. Let's go. You... I missed the last episode, man. Yo, I'm back. I, I feel great. I'm having a good week. I'm having a, I'm having a good week, man. I'm just I'm just doing good, man. Ready for. Ready to watch some playoff football, man. That thing last week was some exciting football. I think we could all agree. Probably one of the better playoff weekends we've probably seen in a while. In a while, so I just can't wait for part two, man. I think we're gonna be in for another show, man. I'm, 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 I'm hyped, man. Yeah, I mean, we we actually made a whole episode dedicated to Matthew Stafford and the Rams. So if you guys are interested in that, it's not up yet, but it should be up tomorrow, no. Malcolm. It's tomorrow, 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 ASAP. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it now. I've, I've been in the you know, kind of busy, um, just and I, I got backed up. So as you see, episodes been uploading rapidly, <laughs> like like daily. So I'm just a little behind, but I've been getting them out. So yeah, the Matthew Stafford. We did a Matthew Stafford episode, just talking about you know the hype, the hype about it, and is it warranted? And you know, are the fans fake fans for going for the, for the Rams? We talked all about it. That episode will be out tomorrow. Look out for that. So if you guys are interested to hear our rooting interest for this Sunday for the Rams and 49ers game, you guys can definitely check that out in the morning tomorrow. Um, as far as Bengals and Chiefs, I think that's just going to be another good game to watch. There's really no much rooting interest for, I think, either of us. But 
Um, yeah, I'm obviously excited for some NFL Sunday. I'm obviously excited to watch Matthew Stafford this Sunday in the NFC Championship. That's going to be huge. But let's get into our topic for today. And actually, before I do that, I want to talk about some episodes that we did drop this week. So the Jason Cabinda interview, which was absolutely great. You guys can go check that out. That's guys on your guys' feed now. It was a great interview. Great guy. Uh, his second time on the show. So, so if you guys are interested in that, you guys go listen to the interview with Jason Cabinda. And then we, other, we did some other Senior Bowl stuff. So if you guys are interested in that, go check that out. Like Malcolm said, episodes been coming out yep. rapidly right now. So you got a lot on your feed right now to kind of catch up with. So, all right. Now let's get into this episode and what we're going to talk about on this show. So this show is just kind of a free show. We're going to talk a little bit of everything about the lines. But I have one topic that I really want to nail on. And then we'll get into some guys that want to hop on the show. And then they can talk whatever they want to talk. If they want to talk about the topic that we're about to talk about right now or if they want to talk about the draft. Doesn't matter. We'll talk about anything. Mm-hmm. So our mm-hmm. so our one topic that I really want to nail on is unrestricted free agents for the Detroit Lions and some decisions with that we think that they should maybe do. Maybe some decisions that they shouldn't do. Um, we'll see what Brad Holmes ends up doing. But let's get our opinions out there first. And let me get the list out there for you first. Who of who are going to be unrestricted free agents for the Lions this offseason? So we're going to start off with linebacker Alex Angeloni. Quarterback Tim Boyle, offensive lineman Terrell Crosby. Yes, Terrell Crosby was still on the football team. Linebacker Sean Dion Hamilton, edge rusher Charles Harris, uh, wide receiver Kadero Hodge, safety Dean Marlowe, wide receiver Khalif Raymond, linebacker Jalen Reese Maven, wide receiver Josh Reynolds, safety Tracy Walker, and defensive tackle Nick Williams. Those are going to be your unrestricted free agents for your. Detroit Lions, and I think we could just go in order. You guys can give me a quick opinion of what you guys think. Keep, walk, and there's a maybe category. So let's start off with the first one of the list, and this is an interesting one. Linebacker Alex Angeloni. I'm going to start off with you, Pierre. What do you think the Lions should do this offseason with Alex Angeloni? Retain, let walk, or you're hesitant right now? Um, I would keep, but depends on the price. So what did they give him last offseason? Like two or three million, something like something about that. Same thing, really. I don't think he's worth more, worth less. I think that's what he's worth. I'd keep him at that price if he wants more. Tell him to have a good day. Okay, Malcolm, what are you doing here with Alex Angelone? Same, 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 same. Give him the same offer. I mean, for his benefit, it'll be probably better for him to test the market out there to see what he, what he um, what how much money he could come in, but. Yeah, same offer, two million, like he got this year. If he takes it, cool. You know, write a one another one year deal. But yeah, if he wants more, uh, yeah, no, not happening, Captain. I'm with you guys. I think this is like a decision. It's like it's not a must that you need to bring back this offseason. But if you can bring him back as a guy who could start for you, a guy that you don't necessarily need to start for you, I think that's fine. You know, he was a captain for your team. He was a huge role. It's gonna be interesting. I think people were, you know. Uh, we're assuming things once he made an Instagram post kind of thanking the city of Detroit. Did, some people didn't know if that was a farewell tour or just an appreciation for the season. Is he retiring? Like, I don't think anybody knows what's really going on with Alex Anzalone. But, um, you know, I think it's an interesting decision. I don't think it's necessarily a must that you have to bring back this offseason. But I'm kind of in the same boat with you guys. Getting back at a reasonable, reasonable deal, go ahead. Bring back Alex Anzalone. All right. Let's get into our second free agent. Quarterback Tim Boyle. Pierre, what are you doing here? If he wants a veteran minimum keep, if not, he could go. Okay. Malcolm, what are you doing here? Tim Boyle. I, I am looking for a goddamn upgrade. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm looking for an upgrade. If I can't get an upgrade, I'll probably sign Tim Boyle for another deal. 
similar to what he had last year, but I'm definitely in the maybe category with Tim Boyle because how confident are you, you know, for him starting if, if you know something happened to your starting quarterback and he has to go in there and win you a game? That that's that's my biggest question. I I, I just I still don't know. I still don't know. Um, he's a maybe. This is a hell no for me. Do not bring back Tim Boyle. You could absolutely lose an upgrade at this position. <laughs> Clipboard guy or not, I, I really don't care, man. What if, like, a third quarterback, Tyler? Like, like as a third quarterback. That's why I was saying, like, you keep it, like, veteran minimum, no guarantees. If he wants to stay, stay. If not, go test free agencies. Something like that. QB3, I mean, sure. But as a backup right. quarterback, absolutely not. Uh, just, yeah, I was thinking of more like a QB three, not a QB two. Yeah, absolutely not as a backup quarterback. QB three, fine. I'm. I don't think we necessarily need three quarterbacks in the roster, but you could have one on the practice squad. Now you could have veterans on the practice squad. So, if that's something he is, you know, open to taking, sure, keep Tim Boyle. But I'm. I was thinking more as a backup quarterback where he was this year. That's an absolute hell no for me. You could walk Tim Boyle. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want Tim Boyle starting games for me this year. So that's a no for me. All right, down the list we go. We go to Terrell Crosby, which I think a lot of people are confused with this one because he was waived in training camp after, you know, they had to cut down the rosters to make it 53. But he was placed on IR, so he was technically with the team all season, but he was rehabbing with the Lions. I, I'm, I'm assuming he's... Not coming back, but Pierre, do you maybe have more intel on this? What are you doing here with Terrell Crosby? Yeah, I think Campbell said basically like he thought he wasn't good enough. So I don't think he's staying here. I think he, they're done. I think he's going to get a fresh start. He's probably going to be starting for someone looking for starter money. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see him staying. Do you, at a reasonable cost, maybe consider bringing back a Terrell Crosby as like a sweet No, I don't even think he wants to come back. Okay. Like okay. I think it's just um, it's, it's kind of like better for both sides to – uh, split, you know. Okay, I, me and Malcolm actually talked about this a little bit after one of our our shows, and I brought up Terrell Crosby, and he brought an interesting perspective. I want you to kind of speak about it, Malcolm. What's your thoughts on this one? It's a it's a bummer, man. It's it's this it's, it's a disappointment because honestly, when you look at our roster and our tackles, I feel like he's better than a lot of those guys. Not the starters. Absolutely not the starters. He's not better than Sewell. No, he's not better than um, Taylor Decker. He's not better than those guys. But you talk about like a Matt Nelson on Will Holden. He, Terrell Cosby, in, in my eyes, is is way better than those guys. And it's unfortunate that it didn't work out here. But um, it, it is unfortunate. Now, if I'm a team and I'm looking for a tackle, I, I'm looking like the Miami Dolphins. They should be begging Terrell Crosby to, to you know j- join that team. Because I think Terrell Crosby will be, will be good for them. But it's unfortunate, man. I think he's better than those guys. So you're just saying walk because we probably don't pay that type of price for a Terrell Crosby what you think you'll get on the open market. But for some reason, it just hasn't worked out with, with um, Terrell Crosby and his coaching staff. I'm not sure what it is. We haven't seen him in the – I can't judge him too much because when I, from the one game – did he only play one game in the preseason and it was downright terrible? Uh, I mean, everyone's pretty damn bad, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. That's why I don't want to judge him by that because everybody was downright terrible in the preseason. The whole offensive line. It, it was so bad that, you know, the fans, were they weren't thinking. They were thinking like, oh, can Panay Sewell play right tackle? That's how bad he was because he was getting killed on the right side in the preseason. So I, I can't go – I can't look at that and judge Terrell Cosby based off, off of that, but it just hasn't worked out. Yeah, Maybe, like, like, like Pierre said, maybe he just needs a fresh start. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with you guys. I think this is also probably 
a walk you could walk to Crosby. Like, I like him. I think he would be an upgrade over the guys that we have right now, over a Matt Nelson um, or a Will Holden as that, like, swing tackle. I think Matt Nelson maybe offers a little bit more because he has that certain formation that the Lions really like with the extra offensive lineman where they line him up at tight end. And I think they really like Matt Nelson at that spot. And, I mean, I guess we don't really know what Terrell Crosby at that spot would be because we never saw it. But I'm assuming this is probably going to be a walk for, you know, Terrell Crosby. I don't think he'll be back with the team. I think both sides have pretty much moved on. I think he got his rehab here, and then that was pretty much it. So we'll see where he ends up going. I don't think he'll be a Detroit Lion in 2022 and for years to go. It's just it's just crazy to me because like like I said, man, he's just light years light years better than those guys. He's way better than Matt Nelson. He's way better than Will Holden. He's more athletic than those guys too. So as far as them using him as tight end, he could probably be do that role better than those guys. But yeah, I think Terrell Crosby, he he's he has starter potential. He could be a starter somewhere. So good for him. You know, go out there, be a starter. Uh, like I said, a team like Miami Dolphins would could use a Terrell Crosby. And he'll start in, immediately if he goes there. So, you know. Best best of luck to him, man. He also offers the versatility of playing pretty much every offensive line position outside of centers too. Because if you exactly. need, you can play guard too. Exactly. So, all right, let's get on next to this list of things. This one's gonna be really quick. Sean Dion Hamilton, linebacker, Pierre. What do you got here? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, he didn't really play anything. If he wants to, like, maybe as a camp body, but I don't, I don't think they're gonna keep him. He had a really good camp. I remember he, um, he had a good camp, but I don't know, man. I don't even know. I forgot what his injury was. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't yeah, tell all you. I, all I remember is that he did not play. He didn't play preseason. He didn't play regular season. That dude, that brother was just out. He was out, out. So maybe he, he didn't play. Yes, walk. Uh, I mean, give him a shot. I mean, yeah, he got hurt in camp. Let him come back to camp and see what see what he could bring. And if he gets hurt again, he shit, he's on his own. I mean, you got nothing to lose here. Your linebacker room is very thin right now, so he's not going to command really much of any money. So you could bring back Sean De- Deion Hamilton at a very affordable cost. 
see what he could do. Obviously, no guarantee to make the 53 by any means, but you want to bring a guy to come here and compete, maybe maybe has a good camp, maybe he corrects the 53-man roster, or maybe he's a guy that could stick around your practice squad who's valuable if there's an injury or in today's you know generation, or today's day, I should say, you got COVID, so you might have to promote within your, your organization. So, I don't know. We'll see. This is not really making or breaking if you have Sean Dion Hamilton on your roster or if you don't. It's, it's just kind or, of is what it is. Or, or maybe he could be a, good, a great special team guy. That too. Yeah. That too. Or, or he could you move him to fullback and do like a Jason Cominda and play fullback. Well, we have one fullback and one fa- fullback only, and that's Jason Cominda. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was just talking shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the next guy. Yeah, we don't know uh, too much about Sean Dean Hamilton. I mean, this is what it is. All right, I got a more intriguing name: Charles Harris, edge rusher. Pierre, what what you got here? This is a guy I want to keep, but if you go on Spotrack, they're estimating his market to be eight point six million a year. They have his like contract that's made at four years, thirty four point seven million. At that price, he could walk. Plus, okay. you could have potentially Kavon or. Hodgson coming in, and then you have Julian Aquara. I feel like Julian Aquara could be your third pass rusher, right? Like, he's shown flashes here and there. I feel like next year is the year he could take off. And then you also have Austin Bryan, too, coming off the bench. So I was just going to say that. Yeah, you also have Austin Bryan on your depth chart as well. And, you know, when he got an opportunity this year, I thought, you know, wasn't phenomenal by any means, but I thought he was pretty good. Like, you know, he had his moments, and you know, I think Charles Harris was a guy that really surprised people, had a really good year, but, you know, what Pierre just, you know, put that value at, I don't think it's worth it because at that point, you know, he's not going to be a starter for your team. Like, yeah, defensive linemen are moving in and out all the time and you're rotating a, a bunch of guys, but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's worth it at that price for what the role that you would have projected for him. You got Romeo Quara coming back next year. You, you just mentioned with you know, Kayvon Thibodeau or Ed Hutchinson potentially being on your team this year after April. I don't think it's a necessity to keep Charles Harris. I, I would love to at the right price, but, you know, I, I think what Charles Harris did and how valued edge rushers are in this league, I think Charles Harris deserves an opportunity to go get paid by another team and have a more bigger role for another team. I just don't think we're in that position right now with this draft pick that we have coming up and, the guys that we already have on our team, I, I just don't know if we have that spot where Charles Harris, you know, kind of fits in where he belongs, I think, because I think he could start in this league. And, yes, he would get valuable reps even if he was at a Lion, but I don't know. I think he could. I think he deserves a bigger role, and I think another team will value that more than the Lion. So I'm going to go walk yeah. here with Charles Harris. Now, like, if his market is kind of dry, like 3 to $5 million, sure, but $8 million is too much. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm all in for keeping Charles Harris, but, like, Eight million? No, I mean, that's that's starter money right there. And for a guy that, how many you know snaps are you going to give him in the game? How much of the percentage of the snaps of the game if you have all your guys healthy? Which no, you can't guarantee that. But you just mentioned you have a lot of depth there to kind of cover you up if there is an injury or an injury during the game, or if a guy needs to miss a game. It, you know, it just is what it is. But Malcolm, what do you got here? Charles Harris, man, he he did what he needed to do this year, man. He came to the Detroit Lions, and he built his resume. He showed that he could start. I mean, he he showed a lot of starter potential. You know, originally, I was in the in the mindset of you know maybe we should keep Charles Harris, but you guys brought up some very very good points, and then you Pierre showed you know pointed out the money. Yeah, um, I'm I'm walk here. Um, <laughs> he he already built his resume. He he showed his tape. He he needs a 
he should definitely go out somewhere and, you know, be a starter for another team. With us, you know, depending on what they do in the draft and, you know, with the guys that we currently have, I don't see a starting role for him. So, yeah, he definitely is a walker. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. It's kind of unfortunate because – I mean, I wouldn't say unfortunate. It means we got guys, but, you know, it was a guy that really played well for you and you would love to keep a guy like that. It's going to be interesting because Brad Holmes said this is a, a guy that he wants to keep around in his final, you know, press conference of the season. So, I don't know, man. We'll see what the market kind of commands for him. But at that market that Pierre just listed, I'm, I'm out on that. But we'll see what he gets in the open market. We'll see how teams value him. And we'll see how much Brett Holmes values him, if how much he wants to keep him. Or, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. And we'll see how much he values these edge rushers in the, in the upcoming draft as well with Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. With that being said, let's go on to wide receiver Kaderil Hodge. Pierre, you can start it off. Yeah, this is a guy who's a really good gunner. He also could play on offense, camp body, right? Veteran minimum, camp body, no guarantees. I would bring him back, like, for camp, lock for 53, we'll see. Okay. That's how yeah. I feel. Malcolm, Kadero Hodge, your boy. <laughs> oh, wait, what? When did that happen? When the hell did that happen, Tyler? When, when, when did he become my boy? I thought Kadero was your guy. <laughs> when? I, I, um, I, I you know what? Kadero Could- guy. Kadir Hodge had had a couple of good games towards he the end. I guess you know with with um you know the the Jared Goff stretch when Jared Goff was playing well. I'm walking, man. I just don't. Maybe he can play special teams, but there's there's, there's tons of guys who who also play special teams. I I just I don't know. I think what we're gonna bring in next year with our roster, I think they're gonna add some guys. I think they're gonna draft a few guys. There's not gonna be a spot for him now. If you if you have the mindset you want to keep him for camp. For a camp body, sure. I mean, that's cool. But he's I, I, is he going to make the 53? Uh, I, I don't see it. So if you don't really see it, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I'm walking. I'm walking. This is like a maybe for me. I, like, I, I don't care either way. Like, if you bring him back as a camp body, no guarantees on that 53, then absolutely. I mean, like, not absolutely, but like, sure. Like, it's it, that's cool. It's fine. Um. If you're giving him money, which he's not going to get, but if you give him money where it's a guaranteed 53-man spot, then absolutely it's a walk. I don't know. I, I don't think this one really matters either way. It's like if you want to bring him back, sure. If you don't bring him back, that's fine. Like, I don't think I, he really – I don't really think he did anything impressive where, like, you have to keep him back and give him another shot. But if you saw, you know, that one game versus Seattle was enough for you, you see some special teams ability and you, you want to give him another opportunity to kind of compete, then sure. But – I, I don't think it really matters either way if you keep him or don't. You know, you know I wouldn't mind if he was like on a practice squad or something. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean, so I mean, I guess I mean it, it depends on how much this guy wants. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be nothing, nothing big. Absolutely not. So yeah, absolutely not. So I mean, yeah, I can see it. I can see them bringing him back. I personally wouldn't care what decision they make with this guy. Yeah, that's I'm on the same boat. All right, we're going to get on some more starters now. The rest of them are all guys who had, you know, significant starting roles for this team, and I think these are where the interesting decision comes in now. So let's go start off with safety, Dean Marlowe. He was on a one-year deal from Buffalo. Peter, what do you got here with Dean Marlowe? He could go in free agency. I don't want him on my team. <laughs> you looking for an upgrade or, you know, in the draft or another guy in free agency potentially? Yeah, he could go. Malcolm? Malcolm? Can you hear me? Yeah, you hear. 
Okay, yeah, because my thing came out and yeah, it's kind of audio is not as good, but it can still hear you. Okay, okay, can you hear me now? Oh yeah, perfect. Okay, yeah, everything everything came back. This is what happens in the live show. Okay, so D Marlo, this is funny because when the, it, I dropped my phone because the whole thing with Pierre just made me laugh because D Marlo was this guy when we signed him. Pierre was hyped as hell when we had D Marlo, but that didn't work out at all. <laughs> um. Dean Marlowe, he did. He didn't do. He didn't do anything. So he yeah, was there. He, he, he was <laughs> there. He played. He played, but did he get any? Did he make any plays? Did he, did did you see him make any plays? I don't remember. I'm trying not, to think. Not, not anything that like stood out to me. Damn, he. I do, mean, he was like he didn't do anything bad. He, he didn't do anything good either. Did he, did he even get a tackle? <laughs> I know he got a tackle, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, he had three high tackles, actually, with the Lions. He did get tackles, but, yeah. like, he didn't do nothing special, and you could go younger, and you could upgrade that. Absolutely. Like- Absolutely, yeah. we I, I do see us upgrading the safety position anyways. Um, I'm I'm actually crossing my fingers and hoping there's a guy who actually transitions to safety. So, um, yeah, DeMar will walk. I, I don't care here either. I'm I'd probably lean more towards walk than resign. Yeah, I'm going walk here. Like I think you would upgrade the position. I think you could get a guy within the draft. I think you can get a guy in free agency that could, you know, take a spot. You know, you even have Will Harris on this team who is definitely not ideally a starter, but you know, I, I think he offers more more of a role to your team than DeMar Lowe just because he, off, he offers the versatility of being able to play both safety positions. He could play both cornerback positions, and he could play special teams. So I think a guy like Will Harris is more valuable to your team than a Dean Marlowe. So I'd prefer to keep Will Harris than, you know, make a spot for Dean Marlowe. And I, I think that's, you know, that's where I'm, I would go. I'm glad I have this recorded because you said that you would take Will Harris and you'd rather have Will Harris than Dean Marlowe. Last year, you wouldn't have said those words. So that's that's awesome. Probably not. Will, will Harris earn some type of your, some type of respect from you? Yeah, I mean, he offers a versatility. Role. I didn't know he could play corner, both cornerback spots, especially. I mean, not that it's ideal. Like, I'm not saying line up Will Harris as your outside corner next year as your starter, but if we needed it for a couple snaps in a game, or maybe I don't know, I don't know if I could say, I could say this confidently. I was going to say maybe a game, but I don't know if I could say that confidently. But, but if we need uh, we need him for a couple snaps, yeah. So, so if Will Harris had to play corner for a game, say you know. Injuries happens or COVID is still going on, and Will Harris is the corner. You, you you still feel scared? I, I don't feel like that no more. I feel confident uh, Will Harris and I'm Willie. Not, I'm not Willie Harris. Definitely not confident, but like he's had solid games as a corner, so it's like not worst case scenario, but it's it's definitely not a good case scenario either. So I I don't know. I I think Will's more valuable to the team. Moral of the story than Dean Marlowe. So I'm all in with. Just letting DeMarlo walk, go to a different team. You know, he could test the market, whatever. As, right. as crazy as this sounds, and I know we talk about Will Harris, and Will Harris has absolutely nothing to do with this list. <laughs> but Will Harris is a better corner than safety. I just want to point that out. He's a better corner than he is at safety. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, honestly, which is weird because usually it's the other way around. People yeah. struggle at corner and then move to safety, and that's kind of where they save their careers. But Will Harris is doing the opposite. He goes, I'm an ass safety, but... Maybe I'm an all right corner. Yeah. So, all right. Going on to the list, special teams slash wide receiver one, Khalif Raymond. Pierre, what are you doing here with Khalif Raymond? So, Khalif Raymond actually was fourth in point average, 11.2 yards, and he also had 576 yards and four touchdowns. 
Um, I'm keeping him as like a wide receiver five as my primary punt returner. He can play special teams. He can play on offense. That's valuable for you. So I'm keeping him. Okay. Malcolm, what are you doing here with Khalif Raymond? I am keeping Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond is a guy who I've been begging, uh, a type of player I've been begging for for the Detroit Lions for probably the past three, four, five years. You know, a speedy guy, a gadget guy who can make big plays. And with the right quarterback, he can stretch the field. So, I, I, yeah, keep you keep you keep Khalif Raymond, special teamer, big plays, gadget guy, keep him. Did you kind of have a guy like that, like just last year with Jamal, or not last year, two years ago? You talking about Marvin? Oh, oh Marvin Jamal Agnew. Agnew. I was talking about Jamal Agnew though. Jamal Agnew, but the thing is, they didn't use him like that. No, they didn't. Yeah, how I many like you, you haven't seen him throw the ball for Jamal Agnew? All I saw with Jamal Agnew is was um, reverses. Yeah, the end arounds or yeah, end arounds. Yeah, but no, he. Around, yeah. yeah, you could throw a deep to to um Khalif Raymond. He's good in in special teams, and he's a gadget guy. I mean, I like it. Keep him. I agree with you guys. I would keep Khalif Raymond because he could. He's a good punt returner, and I think the Lions. I mean, you could put Khalif Raymond at kick return. I know they didn't do it this year because they valued him a lot as a receiver. But if you could upgrade that receiver position, if that's in the draft or in the free agency. I think you could use Khalif Raymond on both special team spots as a kick returner and a punt returner. And then, you know, maybe you minimize the role of a guy like a Godwin Ikebuke. And then you really just kind of focus on Khalif Raymond as a special teams guy. And then you could put him on offense a couple of plays. He could stretch the field. So, you know, if we can get Khalif Raymond at a reasonable cost, definitely keep him. But, you know, if someone valued him as a starter like the Lions did last year, I mean, I don't. I don't know if we would keep them at whatever, depending on what price it is. If it's like $3 million, I'm out on it. If it's like $2 million or less, I'd keep Khalif Raymond as a guy you could keep around on special teams and a guy that could stretch the field if you need on, you know, an offensive play. So I'll keep Khalif Raymond at a good cost. Yep. All right. Going on to the list, a guy that got more of a starting opportunity, played his first year under the Dan Campbell regime, has been was drafted in 2017. Linebacker Jalen Reeves Maben, a guy that was stashed on the special teams for years until Dan Campbell and his staff comes in and uses this guy more as a defensive player um, and was a captain on special teams and was a captain for your team in general. Here, what are you doing here with Jalen Reeves Maben? I'd keep him and I'd keep him on a multi-year deal, not for those one-year deals. He deserves to stay here at least two to four years. Um, he had... He, had, he led the team in 10 special teams tackles, and when the linebackers went down, he stepped up. He's a leader on – he was a leader on defense. He's your special teams captain. I think you keep him. Okay. Malcolm, what are you doing here with JRM? 100%. 100%, man. I, I think, like, like every time when we needed a play, when we needed a big play, you always seen Jalen Reeves-Maven, man. He Either he calls it a fumble, he'll get an interception – He'll do something. He's always around the ball, you know, in key moments. He's definitely a leader, and I think our linebacking core is gonna is gonna get young because I think the only guy that's under contract is Derek Barnes, right? Yep. If I could think, and so yeah, we need we definitely need a veteran in that locker room, and I think Jalen Reed could definitely be that guy. And yeah, just like Pierre said, I think this is gonna be the first guy we talked about that we talk about a multi year deal. He, we need to lock him up for a few years. And I think he needs to stay at stay at Detroit Line. And I said this before, man. It, it pisses me off that this guy was on this roster the whole goddamn time and Pencilhead didn't use him not goddamn once. 
he stuck with he stuck with Tavai and all these other slow ass linebackers. But we had this guy in his team the whole goddamn time. Um, but yeah, keep him, man. Yeah, we need to keep this guy. Jalen Ruiz Maven story is pretty crazy, man. Like he's actually been through three regimes in Detroit, which is that sounds crazy. Like he sounds like a guy that's been here forever, but he's only been in the league for five years. I think he's really valuable, man. I really like Jalen Ruiz Maven. And I'm kind of with the same boat on you guys. Give this guy the multi-year deal, man. He's so valuable to a football team. Like, he's never going to be that star player where, you know, other fan bases are going to be like, oh, Jalen Ruiz Maven, like, this guy's a stud. Like, he's never going to be that guy. But he's such a valuable guy on a football team that he offers so much to your team. Great special teams player. A good linebacker that you could start and count on to make a play. He's a guy you could plug and play kind of wherever you really want, and he's really valuable. So I'm all in keeping Jalen Reese maven Like I said, he's never going to be your superstar on your football team, but he's a guy you definitely want in your team. You, we mentioned the captain you know, capabilities that he has as well, so guys respect him. Guys voted him to be a captain. I think he's a very, very valuable guy to keep on your team, and I'm with you guys, man. Give this guy a couple-year contract and – Let's roll from there, man. I think he's really good, man. I, I'm a big fan of Jalen Reese Maven. One of my favorite football players on this team, honestly. All right, going on to the list. This is an interesting one. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds came in midseason off waivers, asked for out of Tennessee, wanted a bigger role. Detroit was number one in the priority in the waiver wire. They'll go ahead and claim Josh Reynolds, one of old Jared Goff's weapons in L.A., he had a you know pretty good second half when he came to Detroit. You know, played some good football, good deep threat for the Lions. Peter, what are you doing here with Josh Reynolds? Um, so he averaged sixteen point one yards per reception with the Lions. He had two touchdowns, and you could tell once the Lions signed him, Goff's like confidence went up right away. It was pretty obvious. So I'd keep him, but on a one year prove it deal. Nothing don't give him nothing crazy. One year prove it deal. He could be your wide receiver three or four. You don't want to be your one or two. Hopefully, they're going to upgrade those spots, but he could be your three or four and see what happens. Okay. Malcolm, what are you doing here with Mr. Reynolds? Uh, Josh Reynolds, not correct. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in a maybe right now, man. Maybe, and I'm leaning towards letting him test free agency. And the reason why I say that is because I am expecting the Detroit Lions to upgrade their wide receiving core a lot. And to a point that, you know, Josh Reynolds is going to be – buried in the depth chart and he's going to look at a similar situation than he was when he was in Tennessee he was buried in the depth chart and he was unhappy so I mean I'd rather not have unhappy guys I mean let him see where if he could start somewhere maybe maybe he, there's a market for him to start maybe somewhere but I just don't see a scenario where he's starting in the Detroit Lions unless something crazy happens and Detroit just just you know destroys free agency and doesn't get a receiver, <laughs> which I, I just don't see that happening this offseason. I, I do see us getting a receiver. I can see us drafting maybe a couple receivers, maybe. I just don't see a spot for Josh Reynolds, man. Um, best for, for, the best thing for him is just test free agency and see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you, Malcolm. I'm more towards Alina Walk because I think there's a problem with Josh Reynolds as a starter and your receiving core again. Like I, I, just, I just don't think that's ideal for have Reynolds as a starter. I think for a couple weeks, sure. But I don't think that should be the week one plans going in with. Sorry, someone gave me a call. But I don't. I don't think that should be the plan to have Josh Reynolds start on your football team. And I think th- there's, you know, I'm expecting an upgrade as well, like you are. I'm expecting them to probably draft a the guy. I'm expecting 
them to potentially sign a guy. You got Amon Ross and Brown. I think another guy that we haven't mentioned, you still got Quintus Cephas under contract. I like Quintus Cephas' uh, capability and you know upside more than Josh Reynolds. So I would be more down of giving Quintus Cephas that wide receiver four spot than I would be to Josh Reynolds. I know Josh Reynolds is a good deep threat, good connection with Jared Goff. If you could bring him on a cheap deal with no 53, you know, 53-man roster guarantee spot, I'm absolutely down for that. But if, when, he, when we get into those guarantees of a 53-man spot, I think he gets that somewhere else. I'm out on that just because I think we're going to have a good enough receiving core where we're not going to necessarily need Josh Reynolds. And you guys mentioned you guys want to already bring back Khalif Raymond. How many receivers do you really want to carry on this team? I think five is good enough. I think once we get past five, I think we're kind of overdoing it. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with walk here with uh, Josh Reynolds. All right, we got two more guys, and one's an intriguing name. I think one's an easy decision. We're going to start off with the easy one. Defensive tackle, Nick Williams. Pierre, what are you doing here? Uh, he could walk, bro. You don't, you don't want to even see a deal with Nick Williams. You don't even want to see him give him a call. No, I feel like the Lions have younger guys now, and they're ready to step up. They don't. Nick Williams didn't even do much. In the, like He was brought in as a pass rusher. And he didn't even do that, so he could go. Okay. Malcolm, Nick Williams. Man, it's tough, man. You know I don't like talking shit about these players, man, but this guy, this brother did absolutely oh nothing, Oh, my God. Man. When you said it's tough, I'm like, is he going to say, like, <laughs> this is a tough decision? No, no, no. Yeah, not yeah, the decision. Yeah. This is, I, the decision I, is very I easy. I, I, what I'm saying is tough is, you know, I don't really like dog shit in these players like that, you know? Um, But, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just there. Everything is there as far as, like, he didn't do anything. Like if if I had to check like how many pressures he had, could it's like a, a single hand. I could put it like on, on on my one hand on how many pressures he had since he's been in Detroit. He probably had a total of five. And he's been for two probably. years. Probably. And that's that's me being generous. That's that's two years. So, was, so I, I don't I don't know. It's it's been bad. So it just hasn't worked out. He need he needs he needs a fresh start somewhere. Yeah. I I said this was an easy decision. I agree with both of you guys. I'm not even giving Nick Williams a call to if he wants to even consider taking a vet minimum. Well, damn. I'm not even giving him a call. I don't think he's even worth it. You're giving him a call? A veteran minimum. I don't even want him at a veteran minimum. I think there's more valuable guys that you could get. I don't think we need Nick Williams at all. Oh, uh, oh, you mean like, okay, I get what you're saying. I thought you were saying like you wouldn't even like call him, but like, yo, this, you know, we're not going to sign no, him. No, that's no, I didn't mean that. I mean, he's a, he's a good guy. I like Nick Williams. Okay. Good Twitter follow. Oh, okay. Um, he's a good guy, but. As far as a football player, I'm out. You can walk Nick Williams. You can go to a different team or do whatever you desire. So that's uh. I, you know, I just think they have a lot of young. Just like Peter said, they have a lot of young pieces. I think Levi Anzurike. I think he has. He's gonna have a bigger role next year. He's probably gonna take his spot. So I think they have the pieces. Uh, this just, just hasn't worked out, man. He just he just. He didn't do much. Still got, he didn't do anything. Still got Michael Brockers under contract. You got Aline McNeil. You got John Penasini, a guy who's probably going to be competing as well. And then I don't think it's, you know, crazy to to rule out potentially drafting another guy. You know, I, I, I wouldn't think it's the craziest scenario for the Lions to draft another interior defensive lineman even early on in this draft. I really don't think it's that crazy of a scenario. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw one early. I don't think you could have enough good trench players. So, you know. I just don't see a spot for Nick Williams, and I think the Lions could, you know, either go with the guys that they have right now, 
or if there's a guy that they absolutely value really highly and he's sitting there in the draft at a certain position, I don't think the Lions hesitate and pass on one of those guys. I really don't. I agree. All right. Yeah. Going on to the last free agent, I think the most controversy free agent, not controversy, but you know, this is going to be a really interesting decision to see what Brad Holmes and his staff end up doing and what this player ends up doing himself. Safety, Tracy Walker. Peter, I know what you think about this, but let's hear your opinion, man. So I don't know if everyone will agree with me on this. Tracy Walker has only had uh, three picks in his career here, and there's two safeties I take over him on the market right now, Marcus Williams and Jesse Bates. If the Lions think they could land one of those, I'd let Tracy Walker and I'd sign one of those guys. If they don't think they could land one of those, I'd re-sign Tracy. Uh, Pierre, I got a. Qu- I want a playmaker. Yeah, Pierre, I got a question for you. What do you estimate Tracy Walker's market value to be on the open market? Eight to nine million. Eight to nine million dollars. Okay. So something like that. I might be wrong. So you said if they could, if you're, if they're confident that they think they could land, you said a Marcus Williams or who else was it? Jesse Bates, I believe, or Marcus Jesse May. Jesse Bates. Yeah. Okay. So not Marcus May. May is older. Okay. So Jesse Bates or Marcus Williams, Cincinnati, New Orleans. What do you estimate their value to be? I'm just curious. 13 to 15 a year. Each for each one of those guys, right? They're like 24 and 25 years old, somewhere around there. And they're both playmakers. They both make plays. They're both like top at their positions. Um, Marcus Williams, a guy to watch because I know last year they had interest in him. But then the Saints ended up tagging him. He has that connection with Aaron Glenn. Dan Campbell knows him, right? So, so Tracy's a big maybe for you. Just kind of see where the market goes. If, if, you're, if you could upgrade that position, you're definitely – down for an upgrade with Marcus Williams or Jesse Bates. Well, the thing is, I'd rather pay those guys thirteen to fifteen million than pay Tracy eight. If that makes sense. Okay, uh, no, that nothing against Tracy. No, was, I just want a playmaker back. That there. was the question I was actually going to get into next. Would you rather pay a Marcus Williams or Jesse Bates that thirteen million dollars, or would you go with Tracy Walker at eight million dollars a year? And you said you would go with the higher end safety. Yeah, because you know this scheme, the way we play a lot of split coverage, which means like a lot of two man. Um, or cover two, mostly two man. So you need playmakers back there. Nothing against Tracy Walker. He's not like a playmaker. He's a solid player, but he's not a playmaker. Okay, okay. I, I was like, like by that. I was shocked. Six. I was a little shocked by your answer. I thought you were definitely gonna go pay the man Tracy Walker because you've been on that ball all year. Well, for example, Tyler. So I said um, Tracy had what like three picks. Marcus Williams in his career has um, fifteen picks, right? Yeah. Jesse Bates, he has 10 picks. So those guys are playmakers. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not arguing. But Malcolm, what's your thoughts here? Tracy Walker. Um, I mean, this this is why I don't want to ask Pierre this question. You, you want to be in the, I guess, like, you would you be opposed to signing both of these guys? Like, you know, keeping Tracy Walker and possibly getting another one of these safeties to play the other side? That's too expensive. I mean, okay. I, mean, I was just asking because even even if we upgrade one, we're still gonna have a hole in the other safety. Yeah, I think you because you sign one and you draft one. The draft, I like like the first two days. If you get like a Jaquan Brisker or a Lewis scene with one of those guys, that would be fun. Got you. So it, it, this is what we're talking about. If you're talking about upgrading Tracy Walker, that's tough, man. Not not now. It's tough because at first I wasn't even. I didn't even have that in my mindset of. Upgrading Tracy Walker, one of those guys. I was just, I was just in my mind. It was like, okay, maybe we could get another one of those guys to pair him up with Tracy Walker, and now we have two good safeties. 
I mean, that's a lot but, of money, like Peter said. I mean, you're missing almost $20 million just in the safety position at that say, point. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on how much you value safeties. I mean, I know everybody was saying, we need two good safeties. We need two good safeties. I mean, the, the only way you're going to really do it is by paying these guys. I mean, Buffalo didn't do it by just having these guys. They, they paid these guys. True. Everybody. But, but you could have a guy in a rookie contract potentially, which you don't know what he's going to do. Absolutely. Be like, but you have a guy absolutely. in a rookie contract and a guy that you paid. Absolutely. And I was just going by what people are saying because when everybody was watching a Buffalo game, it was like, wow, I wish I had two safeties. But now I was like, yeah, okay, but you don't want to pay two safeties. But I mean, it is what it is. Okay. As far as keeping Tracy Walker, now that you guys opened my mind on upgrading that position for another guy, it's tough, man. Because now it's like, all right, can you land one of those guys? If you could get like a Marcus Williams, he's an upgrade over Tracy Walker. This is what it is. He's an upgrade over Tracy Walker. You know, Bates, you know, if he's an upgrade over Chase, it is what it is. Now, if they can't re-land those guys and, like Pierre said, you know, keep Tracy Walker, I, I like Tracy Walker. I like what he's able to do. And yeah. I'm not too hard on his numbers and playmaking numbers. He's doing this on a pass rush, man. I think our whole secondary is, is, is struggling because the quarterbacks have more time than they're supposed to. So I can't really compare, you know, Marcus Williams' situation, who has a defensive line that gets to the quarterback, versus a Tracy Walker, who has a situation where they're, most of their sacks come from cover sacks. That's fair. I'm just saying, like, when you had Quandre Diggs, though, in that same pass rush, basically a worse pass rush, he was still making plays. That's all I'm saying. He he, he was. He was. He was he was making plays. He was making plays. It was a different system, but he was still making plays. Malcolm, oh. I, want to ask, I want to ask you the same question that I just asked Peter. Would you rather pay Marcus Wins or Jesse Bates? You know, those that, guys are better. If you have a chance to get those guys, you get those guys. They're better. They're better safeties. It just says what it is. They're better safeties. So you take the higher expensive safety than keeping Tracy Walker at affordable costs. Who's going to make the team better? Those guys. Exactly. But you're That's spending all I care more about. But, but, well, actually, I can't they say have, that. They, have, say they that. have to have money to spend. I can't say that necessarily. That makes your team better. Does that make your position better? But maybe you're using that money that you could have used at a different position, for example. You know, maybe a receiver or linebacker or whatever you know maybe because you know you got to value all that yeah but yeah. like we've talked about this in this scheme linebackers not value as much as the d-line in the secondary so probably getting uh like tr if you keep tracy you keep him but if you could upgrade him i think they would look into that i just like what tracy was able to do this year man this is a tough uh, decision because i really like what tracy was able to do tackling wise he was phenomenal He's he a phenomenal tackler. You're gonna keep him in a box and just tackle people all day. Shit, do it. I like what he. I like what he does in there. Tracy's also a guy that I think we have to mention as well. He's been a captain for this team. He's really took on that role of being that guy in the locker room, even though he's still really young and adjusting to the. He league. was a captain. Uh, in that secondary, wasn't he? No, I don't think so. He was a leader, but I don't think he was a captain. Like he's a good. He was, a captain captain? In, he was a captain in Tyler's eyes. Who was the captain, Lundy? Do we, do we not have a captain in the secondary? Uh, your defensive captain, I believe, was Brockers and Flowers, right? Well, Alex Anzalone was a captain, too. Oh, yeah, Alex Anzalone, too. Was and it? Reeves Maven. And Reeves, yeah, that's special team. So, Don't ask me. I forgot. Yeah, I don't think Tracy was ever a captain. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, he, uh, he acts like a captain, regardless. He, he's he a leader. He, God damn it, he's a leader. Yeah, I mean, he he's might He's a leader. If he's not, if, if he's on this team next year, I, I can guarantee he's a captain next year. I feel like, if he's on this team, but we'll he, see. but I, I like it. I like his game, man. He's a hard hitter. He, he brings it every play. He he puts his body on the line. He doesn't care. 
That man gave right. himself co- like three concussions this year on his own. He he did that shit. <laughs> I, I I mean I, I like his game, man. So I just I wouldn't mind. But then you're saying, or oh, can you possibly upgrade that position? You know, yes, no flashier names, man. It, it 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 makes things better sometimes. Yeah. So the captains were uh, you had Goff, uh, Ragnall, Flowers, Beer, and Anzalone and Reeves Maven. Those are your captains. Okay, so no Tracy Walker. Okay, well he's a leader though. He was a leader in that. He definitely team. was. Yeah, I mean every time they show those, you know, those hype videos, once they win a game, which obviously not many of them, but when they did win the games, I saw the Green Bay game when they won the Week 18 game. He was the guy that let down the team huddle to, you know, to finish the huddle. You know, he's a guy that obviously a lot of guys, you know, respect, and you know, he's one of those guys. He's a, he's a he's a guy that could be very well a captain. He might not have the C patch, but he can he, he could be a captain. Uh, but go, to go on to the, the discussion, would I pay Tracy Walker or would I go on with the Marcus Williams or Jesse Bates? It's tough, man. It really is. I, I, I like that you mentioned that safety is a very important position in this system. And I do lean more towards your guys' opinion that I would rather have a Jesse Bates or a Marcus Williams on my football team than a Tracy Walker. But if it came down to, you know, Brad Holmes wanting to use that money towards another position and then saying, we'll save that money. We'll, sa- we'll, we'll save some more money at that safety position, but use the money towards a different position. I would be absolutely fine with that too. Uh, and getting a guy like, and keeping Tracy Walker is completely cool with me, man. You keep Tracy Walker and you upgrade a different position. I, I think that's fine too. If you want to go out and get a pricey receiver, fine. You want to get Chris Godwin and give me Tracy Walker. I'm completely fine with that. Honestly, I'm going to ask you guys a question. This is an interesting question. Would you guys rather have Marcus Williams or Jesse Bates, whoever you prefer, and let's throw a receiver, Mike Williams, good receiver, maybe not Chris Godwin tier, or would you rather have Tracy Walker and Chris Godwin? I'm going to start off with you, Peter. What would you prefer? Mike Williams or Marcus Williams, you're saying, versus You get that duo with Godwin and Walker. What if I don't want to spend a lot on a receiver? What if I just... Uh, make- well, that's what I'm asking. That's why I'm asking you the question. Like, which one do you value more? Which one would you rather have? Honestly, neither of the receivers. Godwin is coming off a major injury. He's probably going to command $20 million. Mike Williams is probably going to command $17, 18000000 million. Um, I take a chance on Gallup. I know he's coming off an injury, but he'll be cheaper. Okay, I was just throwing a scenario out there. I'm not saying, like... Okay. Assume Mike I don't Williams like makes, those receivers you okay. mentioned that much. Assume Mike know. Williams makes five million dollars less than Chris Godwin a year. Which duo are you taking? Uh the Mike Williams and the um Marcus Williams. Yeah, but I could see Mike Williams. I mean, I'll tell you right now, his market value uh, this is I, I like take that out. I'm just throwing the hypothetical. Take out what's All right, the, yeah, what Mike what Williams, is gonna Mike happen. Williams and uh and, and Marcus Williams or Jesse Bates. Williams times two. Okay. Malcolm, what do you going here? Um, I'm I'll, I'll lean toward Mike Williams and um, <laughs> lean toward Pierre. The the Williams and Williams combination. Okay, bring both Williams in. Okay, I don't know. I man. think I th- I think I think that would probably I think that would make both sides of the ball better. Yeah, absolutely. But do you th- I think you could make the argument that Tracy Walker and a a really good receiver in the market makes your team. Better on both sides as well. You can't go wrong with either yeah. scenario. Um, just 
Mike Williams, for me, I don't know if he necessarily fits the scheme well. He's a bigger receiver. He's not like he's I'm not even. Like, I'm, I'm not even thinking right? of fits right now. I'm just thinking of guys like a guy that makes that type of money. I was, I was the the main argument I was getting towards. I wasn't thinking of players. I was thinking of guys that make the money. So say a guy no, that makes twelve like, million dollars a year and a safety that makes twelve million or thirteen million dollars a year, or would you rather have a guy that makes eight million dollars a year at the safety position and a receiver that makes close to twenty million dollars a year? I don't that was the argument I was getting receivers. out. I'm not a fan of paying receivers $20 million a year. I know that's the market right now. I feel like you could kind of draft and develop. Okay. That's speaking, speaking of the market, and this probably this has absolutely nothing to do with this, but do y'all see uh, what Devontae Adams is asking for? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm yeah. not asking for quarterback money. I'm asking for $30, $30, $30 million. Well, uh, quarterback money now is like top quarterback money is in the 40 Top. Range. Top. Yeah, top. Yeah, that, but $30 so, million for receiver? Hopkins Who's going to Pop is making 27, so he's like, yeah, I want more than him. That's what he's saying. 30, though, that's way too much. 30 mil. Who, I, I want to see, see who's going to be suckered in to um, do that deal. I bet you it's going to be the Raiders. The Broncos when they bring in Rodgers. <laughs> the Broncos? <laughs> they, they should. Shoot. I, I, you know what? Elway, Elway would do whatever. If he did bring in Rodgers, Elway would do whatever the hell Rodgers want him to do. No. Elway's some president. It's George Payton. George yeah. Payton. Yeah. He got you. But yeah, always still involved in that organization. But yeah, he's not the GM anymore. But yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's all the free agents for the line. That's all the unrestricted free agents. So we can bring on some guys' requests. You guys could chime in and what you guys' thoughts, what you guys would do with some of these free agents. Or if you got something else, bring it onto the table. We got one request right here. Let's bring him on. Detroit to Chicago. What's up, buddy? He's connecting. What, what the hell does that mean? I don't know. That's his Twitter name. <laughs> Yo. He's connected, You're muted, though. buddy. Yo, I'm just going to oh, say a few things. I think the smartest thing they can do is bring in Marcus Williams. You think Marcus oh, Williams is the smartest decision in the offseason? Uh, I mean, yeah, in my opinion, like, if you're not going to go Hamilton way, which I don't think they are, I think they're going to grab Thibs uh, if he's there. Uh, I mean, if you can try to – the only thing is Marcus Williams and Walker is they're both kind of kind of play a deep role, you know? I don't know how I don't yeah. know how you could work like I don't think they try to get both. Like I think I, I mean I rather have Marcus Williams and Tracy Walker, in my opinion. No, I don't Mar- I don't think that that's not the argument. I don't think anybody's disagreeing there. I think everybody would rather have Marcus Williams or Jesse Bates over. Oh yeah, dude. Tracy if Jesse Walker, Bates my, doesn't if the Bengals don't resign him, I'd throw him the bag. Yeah. I think the argument is would you rather use that money that you would pay towards the safety or would you rather use it at a different like, position? Yeah, but, I mean, but I heard you guys talking Tyler, about the Lions. I mean, like Tyler, Tyler, doesn't the Lions have a lot of like cap, like money to spend this offseason? Uh, that's if they, they cut do. Trey Flowers, which I think they will. Which they yeah. will. They will. They will. Hundred yeah. percent. He has, he has no shot. So Malcolm, right now it's around like thirty-eight million. You cut Flowers, that gives you another ten million. You maybe you tell Big V to take a pay cut. Maybe you're looking around fifty-two, fifty-three million, something like that. Yeah, that's another one. I wonder what they're gonna do with Big V. They're good. I mean, I think they'll keep him, but they'll probably ask him to take some sort of pay cut, and I think he'll have to. We'll see, though. So, with with that, you just you just explained the cap right there. Would you be upset if they brought if they signed both of these guys? If they no. re-signed Tracy Walker and brought in like a, a Marcus Williams? Uh, honestly, oh, no, 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 I honestly, I would love that. That'd be dope. That's it's sexy, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's probably around. Yeah, that's probably around th- like. High twenties. 
because it is, and you're going to be long. You're going to be signing those guys to longer term deals, which don't want to look too forward down the line. But yes, you have the cap money now, but you want cap money towards down the line as well. You don't want to get your situation where you're like the New Orleans Saints having a shit ton of dead money, and you know you don't know what to do. So. It sounds good for now, but you want to maximize your window for much longer than just a two- or three-year window. So I wouldn't spend all that money towards the safety position, no. Yeah, if they do, it's got to just be on one. Yep, I absolutely agree. Well, well, well like, Tracy, uh, it was nice knowing you, man. You was, was a great player here. I, I really liked <laughs> you a lot, man. I even uh, was debating on buying your jersey. The whole 21 Savage thing was pretty cool to me, man. Malcolm, well, when I say he's out the door, man, like he, Marcus Williams and Jesse Bates, I mean, I know the Saints, like, they do everything in their power to probably keep that defense together, and they figured out last offseason they want to keep pushing money to the future. I wouldn't be shocked if they re-sign or franchise Williams again. Yeah, I'm not, I think Bates, they would, same with the they Bengals. would definitely franchise him. Like, if I you're the Bengals, how do you let this guy walk, you know? There's no way they let Jesse Bates walk. I just If they do, they're idiots. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of questions right now, but we'll see what happens. Yep. I mean, because they have, what, Joe Burrow and Chase on three, four more years, and Burrow on fucking – Two or three. Well, they got they got the fifth year option with both those guys. So they oh, have, oh shit! I yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so they got a lot of security with their quarterback and their star receiver, definitely. Yeah, they. I mean, their biggest hole right now is O line. They get no line. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you, Detroit, Chicago. Wait, for- wait, wait, wait. Before wow. you leave, I, I gotta ask this question, man. Do you live in Chicago now? Because I see your name is a Detroit, and it's like an airplane, and it's a Chicago. Yeah, I live in Chicago, but I go to uh, okay. college at Kansas oh, right now. That, that's what's up, man. I wasn't sure if that meant like you're a Lions fan and you are not. No, nah, yeah, I was born man. in Detroit, but moved to got Chicago you. later on. Got you, got you, man. All right. Thanks for your opinion. And thanks for your night. Have a good one, buddy. You thanks too. For coming on. All right. Uh, we got we got Zach. Let's add it, Zach on. Uh, Zach is connecting. Zachary, what's up, buddy? You're muted. Got to unmute oh, yourself. There we buddy. go. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, we How's can. How you doing, man? Doing good. How are we doing, guys? Doing, doing well, great. man. Great Friday night. Absolutely. Just they're reshowing the 49ers Rams right now from week uh, 18. So I just turned that on to see what was happening here. So looking forward to the- That's a great game. Yeah, looking forward to these games, though. A lot of news head coaching hires. I mean, Giants just got their head coach. And so. A lot of a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness happening. But uh, what I wanted to talk about, you know, you guys are talking about guys that the team could possibly re-sign, and you know, I know Tracy Walker's one of those guys I would like to see them bring back. But you know, when you talk about receivers, I feel like when they got Reynolds off waivers, and you guys had talked about it earlier, how the confidence for Jared really went up there because it felt like, okay, I know what Josh is going to do. Now let me focus on trying to get acclimated with these other guys, and, and we really started to see that. So would I be opposed if they brought Josh back? No, I think on a one-year deal, you'd love to do that. I think it's going to be tough as you look at that free agent market for wide receivers. They're not going to shell out the big bucks for Devontae Adams. Wherever, wherever Aaron Rodgers is going to go, Devontae Adams is going to be right there. You know, you look at, shoot, who's the other guy? Allen Robinson, I think, is one of the other big yeah. names. I, I don't think they're going to go get him. You know, I, I don't feel like he's a guy that could fit. Now, the two guys that I originally thought, okay, let, let's go target him, Michael Gallup, Chris Godwin, here's the problem. 
you got two guys that are coming off torn ACLs. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what their future is going to look like. I think Gallup has more of that upside. I think Tampa's going to do whatever's in their power to you know, franchise or keep Godwin. You look at that safety position, I feel like they would want to target Marcus Williams. Obviously, the Saints connection you know, with Campbell, with AG, you know, with all that going on, it's going to be tough with a guy like, you know, Jesse Bates because Cincinnati's going to franchise him. Understand, Cincinnati's not going to let him go anywhere. He's a leader on that defense. We've really seen it turn around, and I hope the Lions can do what Cincinnati's done, seeing that turnaround where, okay, we're going to draft heavy on one side, yet we're going to spend big money on the other. Where we're seeing it with Cincinnati, okay, we're going to draft heavy with the offense, but we're going to shell out the big bucks on defense. So if the Lions can do something like that, it's big. You're mentioning restructuring contracts. Listen, Flowers has got to go because he has not lived up to the hype of his contract. Okay, you right. got to get the Patriot taste out of you know everybody's mouth. You know you want to be able to do that. Um, they're going to restructure Vitae's deal. Um, I I thought he was really impressive moving him to guard. I feel like he was, you know, in a much better position. So I think they have a lot to look at this offseason, but especially with the draft, because I feel like you guys are mentioning it, but look, linebacker is still a need for this team, and, and there's still some good ones that are going to be in the draft, not saying, you know, hey, if N'Kobe Dean's there, you go take him. You know, you go take a shot with him. But this is still a team that needs wide receiver help. You know, this is a team that still needs to go and get that, and I feel like there are some good names in the draft, but... I think it's going to be interesting to see what they try to do as far as, you know, free agency and the draft. I think there's a lot of big questions they're going to have to answer themselves. But I think if you look at guys they need to bring back, Reynolds, Walker, I think Reeves Maben has proven it. I think the way he played this year, seeing him as a starter, uh, finally good to see him in that role. And I think if you look at one more guy, would it shock me if they brought back um, you know, a Marlowe, I think it depends. I think they got upgraded strong safety. They really do. But look, you can never have too many corners or safeties. I think that's the biggest thing I'll say on that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. It really is. I, I'm interested to see the approach they really take, especially at the wide receiver position in free agency, because definitely a position they need to upgrade this off season. It's going to be interesting to see if they're more focused on getting a guy in the draft or if they're focused on maybe just getting a guy that has proven in the league and we want to get a guy that's just going to be you know, really good on our offense. We're giving a fair opportunity to Jared to go compliment with Amon Ross and Brown. And I think you got a lot of intriguing names in this offseason, in this free agency class. You got guys like you mentioned, Chris Godwin. You got guys like Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, Michael Gale. The list goes on. You got a lot of intriguing names. So, I want to see how they really target that position in this offseason and if they want to kind of get that position not necessarily over with, but address a big hole in that position and then maybe wait till late April and for agency. So we're going to see what they end up doing. And I don't think it would be a bad idea to maybe just go out and pay a guy and compliment with him on Ross St. Brown for a you know, couple of years. Let me ask you guys this question, and, and I don't know what your feeling is on it. Looking at that second first-round pick, if you're the Lions and God knows where that pick is going to be, what are you thinking in that position? Do you try to say, hey, let's go receiver? Do you look at a linebacker and say, go there? For me, I look at a receiver. You know, I'm looking at a, a guy like a Drake London or a you know Chris Olave or a Jayon Dotson. If one of those guys could follow you, 
I don't think Traylon Burks is going to be a guy that falls to him. But I'm just wondering where where do you guys stand on it? I think honestly, think it depends on who's there. Like if we're there, say our pick is like number thirty, okay, and Devin Lloyd is there from the the linebacker from Utah. Oh yeah. I, I think you have to draft that kid. <laughs> that kid, he's a really good linebacker, so I think you got to draft that kid. But if you're bored, you just, I think you just play your board, man. If, you know, all the linebackers that you had on your board are gone and the line, and the receivers are there, you go receiver. I, I wouldn't mind either either way, man. I think free agency is going to be a big telling on what they end up doing in this draft. What positions do they end up addressing? Because if they're – the same positions need to be addressed in this, you know, draft that we're talking about right now, like linebacker and receiver. Then it's just kind of who is the best guy on your board. But if you got go out and pay, let's say, if, for example, um, you go out and pay Chris Godwin. I'm just throwing that as an example. You don't need a receiver as much as you need one in today. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing in March in free agency. Yeah, for me, that range, like the, the late one, the early two, and the early three, I'm looking at QB, wide receiver, and safety. Um, I like Malik Willis and Sam Howell at 31 if they're there. Lewis Seen if he's there. Jaquan Brisker, right, at 34. Oh, yeah. Like any of the receivers or safeties are there. And then, like, at 66, whatever you didn't address, maybe take, like, a Channing Tindall, like the linebacker or the kid out of Wyoming. What's his name? Damn it. Um, Chad Muma, I think it is. Muma or something like that. Or even you, Smith out of Penn State, whatever it is, right? So you really, you really can't go wrong with any of the Georgia defenders. I mean, especially with Georgia linebackers, I feel like if there's any group that really can transfer well into the NFL, we talk about okay, it's these certain guys. Like you look at like Iowa tight ends or Wisconsin offensive linemen, or my God, when you look at these certain linebacker groups, Georgia linebackers, I feel translate to the NFL so well. Best example, guys, we have to play this guy twice a year. And that's Roquan Smith. Smith. We have to play him twice a year. You look at what he's done. We're going to see the Giants this year. A couple guys for them. Uh, Lorenzo Carter. I know this guy doesn't play DN or linebacker, but Aziz Jari. He was good for them this year. There's guys that can do that. They, they can make that transition, bam, like that into the NFL. You can see that when it comes to guys that come out of Georgia. They just There's that certain impact that they can make. So if you land one of those guys, you feel like, okay, you know, you're in a good position. We talk about, you know, like with Alabama receivers, there's a certain way Alabama receivers run their routes. There's a way they do things. There's like, this is the way they go about it. You can make that case with Georgia linebackers. Like, look, there's a way they set, the way they set the standard. Okay, they can read the play, but the thing you're looking for in a linebacker, and this is where today's day and age is so big, it's not so much, okay, go put them in the box, go hit a running back or go get after your quarterback. Today's day and age the best example of a linebacker you're looking for, you're looking for a Levante David. Look for that guy to go sideline to sideline, drop back in coverage. That's what today's linebacker is, and you're looking for those guys. And the hope is, hey, in the draft, we're going to find one of those. You know, we thought it was Jared Davis, and, well, that shit the bed. So, um, but, you know, I, I think if they could find one of those guys, hey, that'd be huge. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree, and, I think linebacker is definitely a big position that they're going to address this offseason, especially in the draft. I think go out and get a young guy, hopefully a guy you could have for the next four to five years or more, hopefully longer, right? So I think that's definitely going to be a big position to need in this upcoming draft. And we could look around maybe that Rams pick or that early second-round pick that we own to uh, address that linebacker position, just depending on how the board goes. So hopefully 
the board goes our way. There's a guy that they absolutely love and a guy we could plug and play, like I said, for you know numerous years. Yeah, when so, you look at linebackers, though, I would say maybe more with those third-round picks. They just don't value them that much. You look at the Rams' history and the Saints' history, they don't draft linebackers high. Like, the value, they, they just don't value them that much. Now, but, like, if N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd fall, I think maybe, like, I would N'Kobe Dean's a, a top-ten talent, I think. I think like, both guys will be gone probably within the first 17, 18 picks. I Those agree. guys are studs. Um, but if somehow, for some reason, they fall or something, I think you have to take them, even though you don't value them just because of their talent. I agree. I agree 100%. And you mentioned with wide receivers, yeah, like how the like the Rams, they don't value like those guys high. Look at the Rams receivers. Like the Rams, you never see them. Like the first look at the guys, Cooper Cup was what, a third-round pick. Yeah. Van Jefferson was like a second-round pick. You know, they're not going like, all right, we're going to go, you know, because really they don't have any first-round picks. But I'm saying if they had first-round picks, it's like, okay, you know, let's go get a receiver. They're not doing that. They're finding these gems, and I feel like that's what Holmes is doing is, hey, we're not going to panic. Okay, we're going to find best available player. It's like, okay, we can go get this guy, but let's go look at what this guy can offer. You know, and I think that's the thing that you like about, especially what this regime is trying to do. Well, Zach, can't you make the argument, too, maybe that they maybe use these last couple drafts more towards luxury picks because they really like the team that they had, but – the last two drafts, I mean, they valued receiver very highly. The last one, I mean, it wasn't Brad Holmes, but the Rams, they got 2-2 Atwell very early in that second round. Yep. And then the year before, yeah, you just mentioned Van Jefferson. I mean, again, that might have been a luxury pick because they really liked the team that they had around. And maybe Brad Holmes is looking at a different approach where, like, we have to get to that point. Then we can start making those luxury picks down the line, hopefully. So I, I don't know how those picks were, you know, ended up being picked, but – I mean, the last two drafts of the Rams, they've taken receivers pretty early. But let's also think about where Campbell came from in New Orleans. And when, when you look at the way New Orleans drafted, Michael Thomas was not a first-round pick. No. Nope. You know, Marquez Callaway, I don't think, was a first-round pick either. Traquan Smith wasn't a first-round pick. So they, New Orleans has drafted guys where it's like they're not, you know, they're not going out in the first round saying, okay, let's go do this. I think the last one they took in the first round was Brandon Cooks. And that guy's bounced around the league more than anybody. But you look at how the Saints do it, and I think Campbell's saying, look, and I think both guys bringing that approach in from two franchises who've had the most success in the NFC, it's like, okay, this is how we value players. This is where we've seen it. It's like, we're not going this route. Here's where we feel we can go with this route. And I think that's what's interesting there. Last question for you guys, and then I'll let you go. Should the Lions be on hard knocks in the summer? Absolutely no questions. Yes. Yes. Yes, they should, man. Okay. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Because there was a tweet out the other day. It said there's three teams that could be looking into it. Yep. Well, the Jets already have had it. Carolina, I don't know. Like Matt Rule does not want that right now with all that heat that's on his yeah. seat right now. And I think with the lines, look, and, and I think this is the way Pat McAfee's show, the guys talked about it because they're based in Indianapolis. Hard knocks and season was there. You finally get, like, the national media does a view the Colts, like, you're not talking about them every week. It's always, here's the Jets, Giants, Patriots, you know, Bucks, Cowboys, you know, Rams. Look at this, look at this. I feel like if it's the Lions, it's always like, well, we're always the butt of the joke. But I feel like there's been a complete shift, a complete 180 in the culture. And I think that's what would excite me is, hey, put the cameras behind the scenes. Let them see who you know, Coach Campbell is. Let them see guys like Jamal Williams. 
you know, guys like that. Like, and that's, that's where you start to see, because I talked about with Tracy Walker and Josh Rose bringing them back. Those guys have actually said it. They have said they want to come back because of what this coaching staff has done. Now, if that was the previous coaching staff, no, hell no. Those guys wouldn't want to come back. <laughs> yeah. But with this right. regime, because you have, and I'll continue to say it, this has got to be one of the strongest coaching staffs that I can remember a long time as a Lions fan. Just you have former players, but you have guys that most mostly have been coaches, guys that have been there. You look at an Aubrey Pleasant, shout out to Aubrey because of what he's done, you know, during his tenure with the Rams, what he's doing with these guys right now. You know, Tracy's that guy that has that ability. You could look at a Todd Washer, D line coach, you know, Deuce Staley, you know, Hank Fraley, Ben Johnson. I mean, we could go on and on. But with this culture, the way it's shifted, I just think the way that these guys have bought into what it is that Campbell's selling, how they're going to go to bat for him, how, how can you not say no to that? If you're HBO, you're sitting there going, all right, well, we got to pick one of these teams. It's like, please do not go to the Jets. All right, they're they're in a far worse position. I mean, I get Salah was just hired there you know, last year, but no, we've already had the Jets. The Jets from 2010 is still the one to beat. Put the Lions on there. What do you have to risk? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, what do you what do you have to lose? I'm with you. I'm with you, Zach. Um, I would say recommend checking out that Jessica Binda interview that we just did because he said a lot of things that you just said for the coaching staff and how it reflects. So he he, you know, may make a lot of words that you just said right now. So right. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great night, Zach. Thank you for coming on, buddy. Thanks hey, for coming, Zach. Welcome. All right, guys. Um, I believe that's it. I believe you know we've had a long enough show. We've been on for over an hour now, so I think that's yeah. more than enough content. And I hope you guys all enjoyed. If we didn't get to your request, I'm sorry. We'll you know try to do that next week's come on a little early and you know get those requests in. We're gonna plan to do these every Friday. We'll tweet about them when we go live. But I hope you guys all enjoyed. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun on this Friday night talking some Lions football. A lot of positivity, so um, I'd like to hear about this team. So that being said, leave those five-star reviews. Go listen to those podcasts that we just dropped this week. A lot of episodes, and you got another episode dropping tomorrow on your guys' feed. So go stay tuned for that. And um, with that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you all enjoy your weekend. Hope Stafford gets that dub, and I'm out. Yes, sir. Wow, you guys would end it like that. Um, like Tyler said, you know, check out those episodes that we just um released on you know anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple. You know, it's there. You know, we just did the Jason Cabinda interview, really dope. The second time he was on, um, a great guy. And yeah, man, leave those reviews also. Um, on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you can leave those reviews, those are our big help as well. And if you don't know, if you're just new to the podcast, I'm Malcolm. So if you want to follow me as well, I'm down there. I know you probably guys are already following my guys here, uh, Tyler and Pierre. But as far as like my actual page, yeah, I'm just somewhere in the in the room right there. But um, with that being said, I'm out, man. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 